Welcome to All Ears, Senior Living Success, where we talk with industry leaders to make sure you find success in your community. My name is Matt Reiners, and I'm the co-founder of Eversound, a company dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by Stacy Shuey, the founder and CEO for Hands for Life. I had a chance to hear more about Stacey's story and what Hands for Life is doing in this world. And it's one of those stories, one of those causes that I think our listeners need to hear about. So thanks for joining me today, Stacey. Thanks for having me. So Stacey, before we jump into a Hands for Life, I'm curious, you know, what's your background in? Um, well, I started out in the hospitality industry. So I um, worked for Hyatt Corporation, and then I was an entrepreneur, owned my own hospitality company where we owned and operated small boutique hotels and restaurants. And um, we moved from Illinois down to Florida four years ago, and I sold my business and um, didn't want to start something new. And have always had a passion for seniors. And so my mom actually is the one that recommended that I seek a job in the senior living industry. And so I applied for a position of executive director for a assisted living memory care community. So a little bit of both industries there. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of relevant things from the hospitality to the senior living. And it's so cool that like your mom could identify and recognize that you'd be good for this and kind of just jumped in two feet first. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I know you've kind of been on this mission now for hands for life. So, you know, for those listeners that aren't familiar with it, what, what is hands for life? Well, hands for life is a nonprofit that I started three years ago and I left my position as executive director and really felt this calling to do something great in the world and um, follow my passion though, to care for seniors. And I was encouraged by a friend of mine. Um, he's, you know, he said, what would be your perfect job? And I said, well, I would go work um, running assisted living but in developing nations. And he said, well, go do that. So Hands for Life is caring for the seniors in places where they have nobody and no one. And um, we want to really solve a problem. We want to not just build assisted living, but we want to change, um, focus on why are seniors considered inherently less valuable as we age. So how do how do we address that? Um, so what what the vision is is that we need to get to the younger generation, and we need to educate that younger generation about the circle of life. That your parents cared for you. There may come a time when you have to care for them. So in developing countries, we are building an intergenerational education campus. And we have a home where we pair orphan children with orphan older adults. Mm. And the seniors impart their wisdom on the children. 
and the children get to learn about honoring and respecting their elders. I love, love that. That's uh, that's beautiful. Uh, it's such a it's such a great mission, and I feel like you know we're all seeking some sort of level of social connection, and to be able to to do that is uh, is important. And it's great to hear like you know what hands for life is. And I know I've read a little bit about the story, and you've told me, but like, is there anything in particular that inspired this? Well, I like I said earlier, I've always had a love for that older generation. I grew up with my grandparents living under the same roof that we did. So I had grandma and grandpa um, in the same house. So if I didn't like what mom was making for dinner, I could run downstairs and see what grandma was cooking and just valued the stories of the past and valued that they were um, sharing the culture and um, just their wisdom. So when I got older and started having children, my parents, you know, knew that value as well. So they lived right next door to us. So this intergenerational family has been something that I have the privilege of witnessing firsthand the importance of it. Um, and doing it in developing nations, a couple of reasons why, you know, here in the States, we all know that you know, baby boomers are coming to age and we're trying to keep up on building assisted living and staffing them. And, but what a lot of people don't realize that we're in a global aging crisis, that right now 60% of the world's elderly population live in developing nations, and that is going up to 80%. And in these countries, they don't have a plan to care for these people. There's not, you know, um, government funding, there's not charitable organizations, there's not really assisted living. So um, when I was doing mission work in Haiti, I got to see firsthand the problems that are there where um, in these cultures, they, the younger generation flee the country to find better opportunities. So mom and dad can't make that track, so they get left behind. Or a lot of times, man, there's um, just lack of education of the aging process, and they don't know what dementia is or Alzheimer's. So if, you know, mom is exhibiting confusion and doesn't remember who you are, they think that they're possessed by a demon and they get shunned and outcasted. Wow. And there's also a lot of, you know, voodoo and um, the, the problems are so many of why. So what we are trying to do is really just, we have just one campus per country. And we don't want to go in there and be the big heroes. We just want to stay in the background and we want to educate and empower the nationals to take care of their own. So we pour into on our campus just 14 um, older adults and 14 children. And we really train up the children. The um, older adults will teach 
the kids their trade. So it gives purpose and dignity to the seniors. And then we're rewriting these children's narratives. Instead of at 18 being put out on the street, they now have job skills and they have life skills. And it keeps them out of um, their only option being joining a gang or being sucked into the human trafficking. So we have community outreach programs too to um, help shore up the family because we know keeping families together is like the best model. So we um, help families who are struggling to care for their aging parent, and we teach the caregiver just simple things on proper transfers or on the different diseases that they may be struggling with, dementia, diabetes. And we help families struggling to care for their children too. So mm. the ripple effects are great in the work that we're doing. I love that. And you know, how can people who are listening to this or just kind of come across, you know, Hands for Life, how can they help support your mission? Oh, well, um, we're doing sponsor a grandparent, sponsor a grandchild program. So they can become a monthly sponsor and share videos. We'll, we um, play videos to the grandparent and then they send them back. We are looking for corporate sponsors too in the senior living world. So if we partner with a senior living community, it offers them the opportunity for their um, activities director to do like a Zoom call with our, our residents in our community. And they can kind of have like a pen pal type program going. Um, we're looking for just individual sponsorships to you know, fund our, our nonprofit. So we need funding. And um, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities, social media, marketing, um, you know, everything. We're, we're going to be putting together um, teams to come up with the operations. What's the best way? There's no regulations in these country. What's the best way that we can operate this assisted living? Um, so we'll be putting think tank teams together. So we're looking for people with different expertise in the senior living and also in the child aspect of it. So I'm curious if you like think back even just like five years, did you ever think you would get into doing something like this? I mean, it feels like such like just a really cool thing. And just like, you know, I applaud you and your team's efforts for just like putting good energy and in, into the world. Yeah, and this, this is definitely not something I could have come up with. This really truly was um, a calling and um, God gave me this vision and it started out small, just assisted living. And over the course of the last couple of years, the vision just has been growing, growing, growing into this beautiful vision where we are today of bringing the two generations together and the importance of just um, the younger generation caring for the older and vice versa, you know, passing along. And so we're really going for generational change and solving problems. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a God thing. <laughs> yeah, 
No, I, I love it. And, you know, you talked about the campus in, in Haiti and like all the good stuff there, but I'm curious, like what's, what's next for you all? Well, we have two projects going right now. We have um, a project going in Honduras and we have a project going in Nigeria. And the next steps, we are in our fundraising. We have to raise um, to build both of these campuses. Um, we have to raise $5.2 million over the course of the next three years. Um, the Nigeria uh, campus will go first and then the Honduras one. And it is our plan. Again, we are not about building things. It's just one campus. And the vision is that the people will train them up, teach them, and then they go out and they take our business model and we wrap it up in a nice bow and we send them out into their country so they can establish the best assisted living and start caring for their own. And our vision is that we plant a campus in a developing nation every three years. You hit the nail on the head because when I think when we think of this changing in demographic and the the aging sphere right a lot of it is just you know our perspectives on the us right and that's kind of where we're thinking and everyone's building for the baby boomers and expecting this but to your point i mean it's a whole global aging thing and and to be able to help beyond just our own borders here uh, and help some of those people that are a little bit less fortunate i mean it's it's important work stacy so again i, I applaud yeah. i applaud your efforts from a from afar here and just love what you guys are doing Thank you. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like I said earlier, there's no regulations in these countries. There's nothing established there. So we get to go from ground zero and build what we think is the best. We're using um, biophilic design in the construction and principles of, um, you know, from the Blue Zone project on how do we increase longevity and quality of life. So people here that we're collaborating with in the United States and the senior living are really interested in what we can do to design this kind of utopia project and then bring back those aspects that work well there, bring them back here to the United States to make some change. I love it. Well, Stacy, thanks so much for joining us here today. I know our viewers and listeners will get a lot out of this and I will make sure to put your guys's website in the comments and in the description here. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to know when we post the next episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're interested in how Eversound can help improve the quality of life in your community, find out more at eversoundhq.com.